0: World Podcast, brought to you in association with MS Amlin Boat Insurance. Hello and welcome to the Waterways World Podcast. I'm Bobby Cowling, the editor of the magazine, and with me for this episode is National Chairman of the Inland Waterways Association, Paul Rogers. When I spoke to Paul in November, he had been in the role exactly a year, and what a year it's been. As well as the effects of Covid restrictions on the Association's activities, we also discuss Paul's fairly recent introduction to the waterways, his vision for the future of the charity, and how he's putting his business and marketing experience to good use. So, let's take a listen. So, Paul, you became IWA chairman in November 2019. Yes. I'm just interested to know your journey to taking on that prestigious title, uh, role, sorry. <laughs> well, it's. <A> prestigious role. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's certainly more than a title, I'll tell you that, I'm um, sure. but I'm sure we'll come to that.
1: Um, well, actually, it's been uh, a relatively uh, rapid journey in that uh, I first got involved with IWA uh, through, through work, actually, um, when my wife... Uh, rather grandly uh, pronounced that she had bought me an all-inclusive holiday and uh, promptly shared the fact that that was going to be uh, a week away uh, in the summer of 2014 uh, on the Thames and Severn Canal with the Waterway Recovery Group, uh, living in a village hall which didn't have any showers, um, sleeping on camp beds with a bunch of strangers and uh, yeah, spending the work uh, the, the week in in the bottom of a lock so um, is that what you had uh, in mind it really wasn't I'd probably thought maybe some beach in uh, the seychelles or something for my first all-inclusive <laughs> holiday but it wasn't to be but actually um that was the start of a, a a very interesting journey and i think i draw a lot of what i'm getting involved in now and, and what i'm trying to achieve uh, i draw a lot of parallels back to those uh, those first days in that uh, I really did see what a bunch of people working together could achieve if they were well led uh, if they had all the right tools and they had a sense of common purpose and really that's been something that's driven me uh, in in all of the activities that I've done since with Worg and and the Inland Waterways Association so it was uh, quite interesting then just to move from that I thought that was a one-off and uh, as part of that you get um, a year's membership of the Inland Waterways Association of course, yeah. and so I thought well maybe I better take a bit of interest in this uh, but but um, that casual interest didn't last too long in that um as 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 uh workies are renowned for uh there was a, a bit of drinking on the side and uh i was uh, being based in london at the time i got invited to a london work uh, drinks evening and uh alison smedley the uh campaigns and uh Uh, public affairs uh, manager in uh, IWA, as she is now, uh, came along to that uh, London Word Drinks and said, well, we've got a vacancy in our marketing committee. Would you like to join that, given your marketing background? And I said, well, okay, okay, let's have a look at that. And so Uh, The first step of getting sucked in a little bit more uh, started in that I joined Marketing Committee uh, in 2015, and it's just been a steady progression then. I joined the trustees in uh, 2017, I think it was, uh, and then joined Finance Committee, and so, yeah, I'm fairly fairly
0: fully committed now uh, from from an IWA perspective. Was that your first Inland Waterways experience? Actually, it wasn't uh, in that
1: I'd, uh, I don't have a boat uh, even now, um, and but, but since 2010, I've been a fairly regular hirer. Uh, but actually, that happened by accident as well in that um, in the business that I was running then, uh, we were starting to expand and my uh, fellow director, uh and I decided that we would do a bit of a team building exercise and for some reason come completely unbeknownst to me and I, I really have got no recollection of how we landed on this and uh, we decided that the team building exercise would be uh the, to take the team out on on a narrow boat uh-huh. and actually i think there was probably some wisdom to that because you need to be pretty coordinated and you, yeah. you need to communicate pretty clearly and so it was i, I would recommend that to to anyone uh, maybe with, with a bit of experience to start with and that's actually what my fellow director and i did we we decided that rather than uh, it be the team building day. Be the first time that our team saw how poor we were at uh, navigating and commanding a narrow boat. We thought we'd we'd take a do a little bit of a, a test cruise, and so we hired a day boat on the Wen Gottling navigations and uh, proceeded uh, up
0: uh, through Guildford. And uh, yeah, interesting first experience. And you had a few difficulties at a weir, I understand yeah this story, this story I think is getting around in that yes I did
1: uh we were just at that point where we thought let 's make the right decision let 's not have to race back uh we'll turn, uh, and we thought here 's a really good place to turn um nice wide point on uh the the navigations. But we weren't really looking out for the fact that it it was actually a weir. And, of course, the river and the currents and so on uh, were starting to sweep us towards this weir. And we got stuck. And so we were left with the ignominious task of getting the pole out and pushing ourselves off and of course it never happens on a quiet stretch yeah, here we were right by a pub beer garden and everybody was chipping in with what they thought we should be doing they'd probably seen it many times before so we probably should have been listening to them but um, eventually we got off made our uh, return to the uh, hire boats company um, not really confessing
0: too much about our uh, our, our ventures. <laughs> and it was a day boat, I understand. It was a day boat, yes. Yeah, yeah. But the way is a fantastic introduction to the waterways.
1: It's beautiful. That's the only time we've we've been on it. Um, but since then, we've uh, been up to Flangothland and... Uh, been in a whole variety of places. I've done uh, a lot of boating uh, from Stoke Pryor uh, up uh, through Tardabig. Again, uh, that was an interesting experience. We decided that we would uh, get to the top of Tardabig a, on a very, very wet Friday night. And uh, we went from start to finish. Uh, I didn't leave the helm and uh, uh, my... Uh, then partner and my son uh, just went straight on, and being the wet night that it was, there wasn't another single boat on the, the lock flight, so we just went straight in one fell swoop through the, the whole uh, series of locks. 36 in total.
0: It is 36. That's in if different. you count the um, yeah. Stoke Prior. But that's quite a pertinent place, given that the IWA started at Big. Yes, it certainly is, uh, although at the time when we were... Uh, cruising past there in
1: 2013 I didn't know the significance of that but of course we've been back since and paid homage to the wonderful significant location that it is.
0: You obviously fell under the spell of the inland waterways fairly quickly what do you think the appeal was? What well, is? is. I think getting out in the waterways is just a complete
1: contrast to what I'm doing in my everyday job and I, I think that it, really it is my antidote it's my way of winding down and actually connecting with the real world a lot of what I'm doing in my business life is uh, obviously very important uh, but it doesn't have that immediacy and connection with the real world it's all about future planning
0: and Uh, great new ideas and strategies for the future. But great new ideas and future planning that must now be part of your IWA work. It certainly is and uh, that's where uh, I'm having to
1: make sure that I keep the balance uh, between what I'm I'm doing uh, in my role as national chairman and trustee uh, in the Inland Waterways Association and uh, my Deep passion for just getting out on the waterways and and uh, enjoying everything that the waterways actually means. So uh, I, I'm trying to make sure that it's not just uh, a theoretical uh, business uh, exercise, because uh, yeah, certainly there's 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 a lot uh, of. Uh, management governance activities that you could uh, allow to completely overwhelm uh, the the pure love of the waterways but it's certainly that pure love of the waterways that motivates me uh, even when the the governance issues uh, present uh,
0: their challenges. Is it fair to say that you're different from previous RWA chairmen, in as much as that you're working rather than retired and you're younger Um, actually do, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I'm I'm 55, um, so oh, I'm.
1: You, you don't look it. Well, thank you very much. I'll take I'll I'll, I'll take every compliment I get. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. So I think from that perspective, I'm probably on slightly younger age uh, of uh, previous uh, national chairs. Um, but I think the most unusual thing is that I do have a day job and um, and. Um, it really is uh, a full-on day job in fact you some would argue that I've probably got three parallel jobs because I've got my main business interest uh, uh, but I'm also involved in several other companies and uh, I've, I've got a number of other uh, roles on uh, government and statutory organizations as well so um, certainly there's there's not much free
0: time in in life at the moment but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I've read about your back to basics vision for the Inland Waterways Association. Would you mind explaining what that is? Well, I'm not sure I've actually used the back to basics uh, phrase. Maybe I have. but um,
1: For me, uh, when I'm talking about change, what I want to do primarily is reassure people that change doesn't need to be scary. It certainly doesn't need to involve massive upheaval. uh, And it certainly shouldn't involve riding roughshod over uh, people who are – have been doing things for many years and are passionate about those things if we're going to change uh, then it should be almost solely focused on ensuring we maintain our relevance as an association and I think arguably we do need to change but I think for me that means going back to those founding principles of the Inland Waterways Association, namely to be an association to campaign for the regeneration of the waterways. And for me, those four terms, association, campaign, regeneration, and waterways are central to what we're all already doing and need to be central to how we interpret what we need to be doing today and on into the future for the next 75 years and beyond it might be worth looking at each of those four key terms in a little bit more detail for me the term association is really fundamental to what we're about and again that's all about being relational being open and welcoming being collaborative with others and recognizing that there's way too much for any one organization to do by itself and so bringing people together is really crucial to maintaining our relevance in the future making sure that as many different viewpoints are around the table
0: just picking up on the word relevance Obviously, the inland waterways have changed a great deal since the IWA was formed. We now have canal restoration societies around the country making huge strides forwards. The um, majority of uh, navigable canals in England and Wales are now administered by charity. It has been suggested that the IWA has been so successful throughout its 75 years that it has effectively done itself out of a job. So what do you see as its relevance now? Well, Bobby, that's a
1: really interesting uh, point that you make. And I think... even internally uh, in the association, some folks are asking that question uh, with uh, Canal and River Trust as, as being that really dominant uh, charity-based navigation authority. Um, you know, where does IWA fit in the new the new order? Uh, and I think it is a question that, that needs to be asked and needs to be addressed, Um And I have spent quite a bit of time over the last year uh, trying to uh, answer that question, uh, partly internally and partly uh, in the waterways press. Because I think whilst the association has been incredibly successful, uh, I think its job is far from done. And uh, I think that there are uh, four key areas that I identify where IWA is unique and gives it its uh, real sense of focus. And I think if we understand how IWA can uh, apply those four areas to the wider waterway scene, then I think we'll understand a great deal more about what its relevance is, not just now, but uh, how it can develop into the future. And what are those four elements? IWA's independence its perspective its heritage and its diversity and if I unpack those just a little bit uh, in terms of independence there are few other organizations that have that
0: same independent approach to things where we're
1: not just representing a single cause or interest we're not driven uh, by shareholder value and the need to be returning uh, uh, financial uh, profits and so on. Mm. Of course, we need to be good stewards of our charitable income, but we don't uh, have to take a single view of things we can bring that wider voice that uh, comes only from being able to be independent i think also our perspective uh, not just in terms of the breadth of areas that iwa is focused on in terms of uh, boating Uh, all navigation issues, planning, heritage, environments, the risks to the waterways. But also on the timeline, most organizations have to be very much more focused on the immediate. And I certainly wouldn't want to uh, detract or be seen to be casting aspersions uh, by in making that statement because that is their role. They have to focus on the immediate of uh, maintaining uh, the, the waterways and making sure that the day-to-day uh, immediacy of the waterways uh, continues in good order. IWA does need to focus on that But not solely, we can take a much longer term view of saying, well, how do we need to prepare for what is coming in 5, 10, 30, 50, 75 years? So we can provide a platform and a forum for disparate voices to come together to help understand how the future trajectory might actually go because it's very difficult even to look forward five years. Frankly, it's difficult to look forward from this vantage point uh, even a year. But if we're to try and look forward on waterways timelines to 30, 50, 75 years plus, then we need to bring together this broadest possible perspective And IWA is uniquely placed to be that organization that facilitates that. The third area, uh, third principle I see is IWA's heritage. We've been there and done that. We've built up a really solid track record of not just talking about what needs to be done, but actually practically doing it, calling for the change and being the organization that helps deliver that change either directly or through partners. That experience has helped us to gain trust and whether that's trust with navigation authorities or trust with government or trust with funding organizations that help provide the resources that are going to be needed to drive the future change that we see so that heritage is really important the fourth key principle that i think identifies iwa as unique is iwa's diversity Uh, It partly goes with our independence and the fact that we can be independently minded and we can bring a lot of different viewpoints together. But that diversity uh, is mainly focused on our interests uh, and the interests of a very wide and diverse group of people right across the UK. And I think by bringing all of those diverse interests together... Uh, we can have a much richer, more colorful experience and a much more colored representation of what is going on currently and what's likely to happen in future. Now, I would also recognize that IWA's diversity doesn't extend to some other very important areas, gender diversity, uh, racial diversity, um, and I think we've got a long way to go there, just as many other organizations across the waterways have, and that will continue to be an area of focus. But I think even though there are some very strong organizations who are doing great work in the waterways, IWA can be the glue and can be the facilitator to bring all of those importantly diverse organizations together. So IWA, in my mind, has got a very significant future for many years to come.
0: How have you, or how do you intend to, use your business experience to good effect? Well, I think my business experience has been been
1: very helpful certainly it's been helpful to me uh to be very familiar with uh online platforms like zoom over the past year uh, i've been using uh online networking and and online meeting platforms uh, for well in some areas going back 10 years And I think that's been been really useful this year. But I think the greatest area where my business experience has, has come to the fore and has been very useful has just been in generally bringing business communities together, communities of diverse interests and my main business in the payments industry brings together highly competitive organizations in the card schemes like Visa, MasterCard and American Express. Some of the payment processing organizations like Barclay Card, uh, some of the payment security organizations and so on. And it's been it was initially surprising to see how much competitive activity there is uh, across the waterway scene. And uh, whilst that probably isn't uh, as strong a driver as it is as it is in the business scene, uh, it still is there. And to bring those diverse and often conflicting interests together uh, requires quite a bit of skill. Uh, to some extent, it even happens within the association and uh, being a diverse organization, as I've already spoken about, out uh, brings uh, diverse priorities it brings diverse uh, areas that uh, people would want to see come to the fore uh, and and will be jostling to to get those areas seem to be uh, as more important than others and the real skill set and is, is, is trying to keep everybody on board and and make sure that the common goals are, are understood and that everybody's working to effectively, uh, that effectiveness isn't consistent. And I think it's really important that we understand uh, how we can uh, be more effective. And I think fundamentally that comes from working together. So I'm sure there'll be many other areas that I'll be able to uh, bring my business use and uh, my business experience uh, to to good use, uh, but for now it's mainly in IT and uh, in uh, bringing the community together. It's been good also to be able to bring some of my marketing experience uh, into the role. And actually, um, before I became national chair, uh, I've been on the marketing committee uh, for almost five years, and so uh, when I got involved. Uh, We were right at the stage uh, where the rebrand of IWA uh, was being considered. And so, that was a very interesting period to bring some of my marketing experience uh, into the mix. And also, more recently, with the new IWA website uh, that has launched very recently. Uh, then, yes, I, I hope some of the insights and viewpoints that I've been able to bring uh, using my marketing experience of the past uh, has been useful uh, to the team. So, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's another area uh, beyond my kind of general IT uh, running meetings, uh, building collaborative communities.
0: Uh, that's where I've been able to bring that, that experience. What has 2020 been like for the IWA?
1: It's been an incredible year. I certainly couldn't have predicted anything like this uh, when I first took over as national chair back uh, in November last year. Certainly the period through February and early March, it really did look like almost every activity of the association would Really dry up. Uh, we were right at the period where many branches were having their annual general meetings and were trying to continue with normal branch activity. And so it really was a case of initially those meetings uh, being cancelled and postponed as they s- started to look for uh, different ways uh, to hold those meetings. And it soon became very clear that uh, online forums were going to be the way forward. But of course, with a very diverse uh, membership, um, many, organ, uh, many members who uh, really weren't comfortable or familiar with uh, online meeting platforms, then a, a whole program needed to Uh, be put in place in order to reassure and to uh, just ease people into that new way of operating. And one group that I'd really single out as being instrumental in how we managed to respond quickly uh, to the pandemic is the staff team. They've just been incredible. We've very quickly put in place a Zoom champion program and uh, they were largely drawn from volunteers but the staff team having been relatively familiar with using Zoom before uh, very quickly mobilized to train a group of volunteers uh, to go out and help branch Committees to gear up to running their meetings uh, over Zoom. And that group has continued and has been expanded. Uh, we've bought more Zoom licenses uh, to make sure that we could run concurrent meetings. And we've run a whole series of waterway webinars. And they've been a really great way to reach. Uh, folks who would never have even gone to physical meetings in the past so in many ways it's uh, been a real lesson as to how we can respond when we're forced to get out of our comfort zone and I hope we'll be able to draw on those lessons as we try and bring some of the change that I was alluding to earlier but I'm really delighted at how the wider organization has responded. Staff have been uh, largely working from home through till. July and then a little bit of a a mixed operation of working at home and one or two people being in the office. Uh, The perhaps biggest casualty of the year has been the fact that we had to cancel uh, all of the uh, waterway recovery group canal camps over the summer. And whilst it would have been possible in some situations to uh, conduct the work on site, it's very difficult to get people to and from site, and also very difficult to uh, use the sort of accommodation facilities that we have in the past, where uh, the level of uh, mixing and proximity uh, it, it, well, you just got to be there to experience it. Um, and yeah, we're living on top of each other and it's actually one of the real highlights of being on a camp is that you are so intimately involved with everybody you just can't help but get to know people in a very direct and personal way that's just not been possible in 2020 and I hope we can get back to that and of course we had to uh, take a very early decision uh, back in March to cancel the canalway cavalcade at little venice Uh, again that wasn't an easy decision Uh, i again i commend the cavalcade committee of iwa in being able to make a bold decision like that early Uh, and i think that was very much
0: demonstrated to be the right decision yes without doubt um you previously mentioned working collaboratively with other organisations. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yes,
1: as I've alluded to earlier, I, I think it's important that if we're to describe ourselves as an association, well then it's about bringing people together. And if we are to be campaigning effectively, we need to have a very consultative approach to make sure that we really understand what we need to be campaigning on. And as part of that, uh, what trustees have been looking at and uh, in listening to our members and uh, active volunteers and supporters, uh, trustees uh, in November last year uh, had an away day where we were looking at reassessing our objectives. And then in uh, January uh, this year, uh, we had a governance workshop with uh, the, the NCVO. Uh, we were where we were looking at uh, how can we be as effective as we possibly can in particularly in governance and management in making sure that the governance of the association is clear. That the management team, uh, whether that be the management team in the Uh, sense of paid staff uh, members or our wider delivery teams in our branches and volunteers and different interest areas across the association how do they work most effectively and in developing those ideas uh, we uh, came up with four strategic themes which are regeneration yeah influence sustainability, and engagement. And I think the whole collaborative idea is woven right across those strategic themes. And so for regeneration, we're focusing in, of course, on restoration, but also heritage and planning, environmental issues looking at future risks to the waterways and understanding current and future user needs for the waterways. So for me, that's what that regeneration thing uh, that we were talking about earlier uh, is, is really about going forward. As we look at influence and influencing as a second strategic theme, that's very much picking up our founding principle of being a campaigning organization so campaigning effectively consulting educating researching really curious in terms of making sure that we can influence as strongly as possible and to have the maximum possible effect in our campaigns the third strategic theme is sustainability Now, I'm not just constraining the word sustainability in terms of environmental sustainability. This is much more about how we as an organization and how the waterways in their entirety are sustainable and run sustainably. So for me, that very much means how we are funded, how we engage in fundraising but also uh, how we are planning for the future, succession planning, making sure that we've got a mentoring and supportive culture internally and that we're working in a really effective way with partners externally in order to extend the sustainability of what we're trying to achieve. As I said earlier, there is too much for any one organization to do by itself and therefore that sustainability principle has to be based on collaboration and working with others and the fourth strategic theme is engagement and of course what more can that mean than being collaborative and i think that's about how do we work collaboratively internally with members supporters volunteers staff team members but how do we work and build relationships externally uh, so that we're bringing as many organizations together who share the IWA's principles and objectives so I think collaboration will be a common thread going right across those four strategic themes
0: yeah I see do you have any plans to buy a boat Paul Well,
1: that's a question a lot of people ask me. (laughs) I've made no secret of the fact that I uh, don't own a boat, uh, that I have hired fairly regularly since 2010. And I'm pretty sure that at some stage I'll have a boat. Mm. Uh, At the moment, there are too many places on the Waterway Network that I want to get to, uh, to... To decide that owning a boat is the right way forward, it's great to be able to uh, even. Fly somewhere um, as I did when I went from Falkirk. Flew up to Edinburgh. Um, oh, right. Went out to uh, Falkirk Wheel, picked up a hire boat there, and uh, cruised to Glasgow and back, and then up through uh, to Falkirk. Uh, we didn't go into Edinburgh. We didn't go down to the Kelpies, but uh, once once we realised that there were so many locks between. Uh, Falkirk wheel and the Kelpie. So, we decided it was going to take about a quarter of the time to walk it. So, we uh, we got a bit lazy and, and did that. Uh, but it's been great to be able to explore far-flung areas of the country. And once we find our favorite area, perhaps then we'll, we'll have a boat and we'll get a, a home mooring. And uh, maybe at that stage, we'll even have a canal side property, uh-huh. which is what brought us out to uh, the oxfordshire uh, area and uh, near hayford wharf in the in the first instance Mm. Uh, if we have a waterside property then uh, and perhaps we'll be able to have a a mooring at the end of the garden but we can always plan we can always aspire to these things i've got plenty of friends with uh, narrowboats now and so perhaps i'll uh, uh, make good use of of their boats as well so I'm pretty sure I will buy a boat at some stage, um, but I can't see that happening within the next couple of years. I'm
0: always looking, and uh, you never know. It might happen sooner than later. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if it's sooner. Paul, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fascinating talking to you. Well, Bobby, it's been
1: great to be able to uh, share some of my thoughts with you just a year uh, into this uh, great role as uh, National Chair of the Inland Waterways Association. Uh, It's been a really challenging year. Uh, I'm sure the years ahead will be equally challenging, particularly if we're to continue to be relevant and continue to move the waterways forward in the way that they need to Uh, and also in terms of bringing everybody together in the way that I would really love to see so thank you uh, for this opportunity Uh, thank you also to everybody that's listening to this podcast Uh, I hope uh, that if you're not already an Inland Waterways Association member uh, that you'll check out the website and join certainly please get involved plenty of volunteering opportunities and the waterways need everybody to help transform the future.
0: Choosing the right insurance for your narrowboat, wide beam, or cruiser can be hard work, but the friendly team at MS Amlin Boat Insurance will provide a quote tailored specifically to your boating needs and really take the hassle out of insuring your boat. Call 01732. Two two three six five zero, 650 or visit boatinshore.co.uk